The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Right now, it's 106 on this Wednesday. And as you just heard in the forecast, it looks like there could be some heavy rain coming our way a little bit later, of course. But then the next few days look just perfect. The next few days, including Saturday, look like just great sunshine. So, But it looks like we could get some some uh, rain coming uh, our way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and again, it's 106, it's Wednesday, whether you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, or maybe listening online at the website, as I said, DePietro.com, is brought to you by, don't forget, if, you're, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? You do? Call Ryan, Ryan's Appliance Repair, dial 401-710-7096. Now, for example, we had a problem with the dishwasher. What was the problem? Would it turn on? Yes. Would the water come out? Yes, again. Then what was the problem? The problem is it wouldn't take all the soap. So then it wasn't properly cleaning the dishes. Well, Juan, I'm sure you got out your screwdriver. Think again. All right, well, then maybe you bought it. No, I didn't buy a new one. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Made an appointment, came right out, boom. Something was with the motor or something. Whether it is your washing machine or your dryer, you know, the dryer, you got to be careful of a dryer because they do heat up and you could get a fire with your dryer. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair. Ryan, by the way, told me many times he repairs like three broken appliances in a home. So give him a call. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. And Senior citizens, discounts are available. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Did you hear the sound of Senator Rand Paul going after at it with Dr. Fauci? You didn't hear that? I'm going to play it in just a moment. But folks, this was a story in the Cape Cod Times. Linda Zern, former born selectman, B-O-U-R-N-E, born on the Cape dies of complications of COVID and they have a photo of her standing there waving a Trump flag. Linda Zern, remembered as a staunch conservative, well-respected educator, friend of many in the town on the Cape, died Friday due to complications of COVID. One exceptional lady, touched so many lives, 70 years old, died at Brigham Women's Hospital in Boston, severe complications caused by COVID, Brought to the uh, from Cape Cod by Metaflight to the hospital early June, had been in a coma on a ventilator till her death. She was not vaccinated against COVID. Didn't believe in it. She was known for volunteering on various boards and committees. She also uh, was the president of the Chapter 9 Massachusetts Republican Assembly. Vice President of the Bourne Republican Town Committee. I met her at a Trump gathering a couple of years ago. Strong woman, believed in speaking the truth. They called her, um, she was a mighty warrior. 
First member of the United Cape Patriots, grassroots conservative group, frequently held Trump support standouts on the Bourne Rotary, along with other rallies. Often seen holding a Trump support poster as motors drove by honking. She was, um, said Adam Lang, founded the group in 2017. Lang was one of four people protested last week in opposition to the state vax bus program, which distributes COVID vaccines when it arrived in the Cape. A big passion was the immigration issue. So her other big passion was education, environment. Big believer in the Constitution, by the way. Believed in having small government. Tea Party member. Busy lady. Originally born in Oklahoma. Moved to South Dakota. So her father died last year. She went to visit her mother in South Dakota. On the return trip to the Cape, both her mother and herself contracted covid now, her mother, think of that, survived the disease. Um, at an assembly of delegates in December, she spoke about a report on the use of hydro- hydrocloxine as a treatment of COVID. She questioned why doctors were not allowed to use the medicine on patients. Just a concern of mine, politics got in the way of helping people. Um, let's see. Uh Boom, boom, praise for leadership. Again, 70 years old. Um, let me just skip down a little bit. I think she was then also posting a lot on Facebook against getting the vaccine. Um, boom, boom, boom. Tried to always persuade other people. But, folks, the bottom line is she is 70 years old and... She has passed away and was speaking out. This is interesting. Providence Journal. Providence Police Department reviewing arrest of three teens after July 9th crash. Isn't this interesting? By Mark Reynolds. Now, this guy, of course, never gives me credit. According to the chief, three were arrested. Uh, They wouldn't comment on it situation. Now, this is all information posted online, citing unnamed family members. They were beaten police at the scene. I'll try to find that. Each of the teenagers charged two counts, felony assault, deadly weapon conspiracy, uh, wild night. Um, let's see. Uh, approach with guns drawn, ordered the driver out of the car. I escorted so-and-so out of the vehicle, brought him to the ground. Other officers escorted the other two, brought to the Crown placed in handcuffs. One teen taken to Hasbro, injuries sustained from the collision. Port makes no mention of any physical contact between the police and the teens. Says two BB gun rifles were taken out of the BMW. Uh, near the end of the pursuit, by 2 a.m., two cruisers crashed into each other when an officer took action to avoid a collision with the BMW. On its website, Deer Build Itself Social, blah, blah, blah. Um... Families comfortable sharing. I will find that. But, folks, again, here we go. Here we go. Now it's in play. So, of course, see now, as I said, it's 113. Uh, I report it. And and that guy Reynolds, by the way, the journal. I, if I had to guess, if someone said to me, you know, who would not maybe uh, um, give you credit on something like that? I would say this guy in two seconds. 
So, of course not. See, now, because of the report on petro.com, of course now they, oh, okay, we better call and find out. Unbelievable. As first reported last night. Now everyone will jump into it. Oh, my God. Can they ever, can they ever just give Juan credit? Is that possible? I think that, oh, my God, the shoddy journal. Is this what passes for journalism? Oh, I'll just do a story on it. But I'll pretend that I came upon it. Even though I'm reading DePietro's website, I won't mention it. I'll just not mention it. I'll just pretend like it's my work. You know, in other places, that's that's considered plagiarism. Right? Did the, are, they, are we sure? But should we really be surprised? Should we really be surprised that based on what we read, that they there is this such a plagiarism, shoddy journalism? I mean, I really shouldn't be surprised, right? We really shouldn't be. All right, let me find the, um, and he has no information about the Deer page. Let me find that. Again, folks, it's just, it just gets old after a while. It just gets old. All right, let me see if I can, uh, if they have anything. Um, Oh, okay. Now, that was on Monday. Uh, I had not, all right, I did not see this. Uh, They were having a protest, urgent request for court support. This was this past Monday. Well, I couldn't go anywhere. I was in court. On 7-9, cops reported three minors were injured in a car accident after police chase. We learned from their families, police viciously beat all three boys until unconscious. Now, that part I, I, I know is not true. Only one of them was. A boy was reported dead by witnesses because he was beaten so badly. First of three boys was released to home confinement. Last week, we asked to support second boy court date. He was released to his family. Third boy remains incarcerated at the training school and is the most severely injured. He was in a car accident a year ago, left him in a coma. Since then, he's undergone multiple brain surgeries, the last of which is three weeks before the police assault. Police beat him until he reopened his incision. He has reported severely painful headaches, uncontrollable shaking at the training school. Police stand with his family, demand his release Monday when he was brought to the 6th District Courthouse. So, now, that I, I had not seen. I had not seen that and. It is, um, um, let's see, I, I, I do not have that he was in fact released. I heard he's still being, hold, um, still being held, I should say. Now, of course, they don't report what it was. So one of them, as I reported on DePetro.com, one of them was released. Oh, there they are outside the courthouse with the families. Now, notice in this. They they don't mention the rifles. They don't mention the car chase. They just mention they want them out. So sloppy. Absolutely so sloppy. Um, so I will do an update on this. He went through brain surgery three weeks before the assault. They don't even... that th- th- This posting is not accurate. 
It is, my information is that it is certainly not accurate um, for what they are alleging. But now let me, all right, now let's see. Are the other stations also picking up on the story? Let's see. Um, uh, so far, no. Woman charged, two-year-old daughter nearly drowned. She was smoking pot doing her laundry. We have that one on Channel 10. Let's see if that little sneak Machado is also engaged in plagiarism. Folks, why do I, I always give credit? I always give credit. But it's not returned. <laughs> Anywhere else that would be considered. Would absolutely be considered plagiarism. So, but what should we, what should we really be surprised Right? Should we really be? Is anyone really surprised right now at one eighteen? I don't know why I'm being surprised. All right, I will play. Uh, Rand Paul really went after. Um, really went after Dr. Fauci. So, let me just uh, see if anyone else has it. <laughs> what a joke! And Providence Police Department reviewing arrest of three teens. Yeah. This is called plagiarism. What a clown. I'll tell that guy. He thinks he's a tough guy. I've seen him strutting around. All right. Let's get to... um, Let me get to... Well, here's one thing. Concerned Parents speaks out about critical race theory. Let me play a little bit. How long is this? All right. Here's another parent speaking out. that we start each meeting with the Pledge of Allegiance, where we all agree that we are one nation, one people, indivisible. Imagine my disappointment when I read this material from a mandatory DE&I teacher training that states that America, and I quote, America is a racist country built on racist ideas. It goes on to say, and I quote, privileged white people oppress people of color, and heterosexual people suppress gay people. This training went on to encourage teachers to, quote, use your voice and educate and share the truth about racism with others, and help organize or attend protests. This hateful, divisive material teaches teachers to hate America and ultimately break every person down into privileged and the oppressed. This is the exact definition of critical race theory. CRT is not a noun as we've been using it. It's a verb. CRT is the action of a Marxist movement that teaches people to hate America and it segregates people into privileged and oppressed. It sounds a lot like this training. Blue Valley chooses to call this training DE&I. So you can tell the public and the state board of education that you don't teach CRT. You can call this whatever you want. The material is CRT. Here's my biggest concern. In the late in the last board meeting, you mentioned having DEI committees at each school. What oversight do these committees have? What are you doing to ensure this material is not being taught to our children? Recently, one of you up there was quoted, Blue Valley is going to insert DE&I into everything we do, and we will rewrite curriculum to insert DE&I. If this is a material being taught as DE&I, it needs to be stopped immediately, and parents need assurances that this hateful, divisive material will not be built into our curriculum. Good for her. I am telling you, absolutely good for her. Now, let me also go to some of the sound. Last night, Tucker Carlson had on Will Kane. Um, it's a shortcut, though. Attacking vaccines or trying to convince people not to get them at all. I never have done that. It won't. Fox is going through this whole thing where people are trying to say that 
that they have been telling people not to take the vaccine. All right, let me get to folks. Here it is right now at 121, full exchange, Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. If you haven't heard it, uh, I mean, it's good. It's good. And I, listen, I, I'm with Rand Paul. I think uh, he is, the guy is just, um, he calls it out. And Dr. Fauci obviously didn't like it, but um, I, I thought he was not backing down and right on the money with it. And so I want to play the, um, the full back and forth between the two of them because I, I think it was that effective. He makes his case. All right, here it is. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Section 1001 of the U.S. Criminal Code creates a felony and a five-year penalty for lying to Congress. On your last trip to our committee on May 11th, you stated that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And yet, gain-of-function research was done entirely in the Wuhan Institute by Dr. Xi and was funded by the NIH. I'd like to ask unanimous consent to insert into the record the Wuhan virology paper entitled Discovery of a Rich Gene Pool of Bat SARS-Related Coronaviruses. Please deliver a copy of the journal article to Dr. Fauci. In this paper, Dr. Xi credits the NIH and lists the actual number of the grant that she was given by the NIH. In this paper, she took two bat coronavirus genes, spike genes, and combine them with a SARS-related backbone to create new viruses that are not found in nature. These lab-created viruses were then shown to replicate in humans. These experiments combine genetic information from different coronaviruses that infect animals but not humans to create novel artificial viruses able to infect human cells. Viruses that in nature only infect animals were manipulated in the Wuhan lab to gain the function of infecting humans. This research fits the definition of the research that the NIH said was subject to the pause in 2014 to 2017, a pause in funding on gain of function. But the NIH failed to recognize this, defines it away, and it never came under any scrutiny. Dr. Richard E. Bright, a molecular biologist from Rutgers, described this research in Wuhan as the Wuhan lab used NIH funding to construct novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses able to infect human cells and laboratory animals. This is high-risk research that creates new potential pandemic pathogens, potential pandemic pathogens that exist only in the lab, not in nature. This research matches, these are Dr. Ebright's words, this research matches, indeed epitomizes, the definition of -of gain-of-function research done entirely in Wuhan, for which there was supposed to be a federal pause. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. Microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to 
was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What was, let me take, finish. Take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function? It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And let's send Dr. Fashion. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can, from the lab, but all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. I totally this resent. This committee will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is molecularly. Those virus caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is that gain of function research was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That is not. Get away from it. It meets your definition and you are obfuscating the truth. I am not obfuscating the truth. Senator you are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result are. No in SARS-CoV-2. the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because they were they're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you get the truth. And you implying... Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses but, who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. Could have and if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. Wow. Again, folks, that was um, Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Fauci. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. If you want to see plagiarism, Mark Reynolds of the Providence Journal. Providence Police Department reviewing arrests of three teens after July 9th crash. Posted at 1255. When was it really posted? More than 12 hours ago. Last night on DePietro.com. They're taking a look at the circumstances leading up to the arrest of the three teenagers. Yeah, gee, I wonder where you got that story. Fraud. (sighs) This is a story to watch, though. All right, let's move on. There's more stories to get to. There's more stories to get to, obviously. Now everybody, obviously, as I said, is scrambling right now. Folks, the variant is real, though. The variant is real. And another example 
that you want to stay healthy. You want to make sure that your family stays healthy. Folks, this is a reason why you need to make sure you pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health because it's your health. Folks, stop in and see them right in that white church, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's my health. You can call her at 305-3585 where you have vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, acai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products, it's my health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Now, right now, it's 1.30. It is Wednesday afternoon. We are expecting a little rain a little bit later, but we'll deal with it. We could use the rain. It hasn't rained in two days. Um, it's my health. Stop in and see Marie right there, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. And you want to stay nice and healthy. And on top of that, make sure, maybe it's the first time in the store. Make sure you ask Marie about all the different teas that she has. It's my health. Pop in and see her at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Now, folks, I encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com, where you can see the original story. That there is an internal investigation going on that I've learned is at the AG's office. Um, And again, you can read it on the website as posted and now copied by the Providence Journal. You know, they're just so predictable, aren't they? But again, read it at the website to Petro.com, which is brought to you by the Centerdale. Comfort, food, and cocktails. I love it. The Centerdale Revival. Shane, they run a great place. Pop in. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Right in Centerdale. I bet you've driven past it. The food is delicious. The drinks are delicious. Great food. Great drinks. Nice atmosphere. Stop in. Watch the game. Make sure you say hello to them. I love the place. Pop in and you can get a direct link at the website, depetro.com. Now, if you want to get a hold of me, visit the website, depetro.com. Um, boom, boom, boom. Let's see. Uh, email. Seems to be either the Providence Superintendent of Schools or Angelica Infante Green is responsible for CRT in the Providence Schools. Most likely it's the latter. I'm guessing it's the quiet progressive. It, 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 it's definitely coming of, of one of the two. Right? It, it definitely is. And again, folks, if you have questions about CRT, I did have on, there is a website, and they are trying to reach and get more people that would like more information or about it. Or if you have a story to share, especially for teachers, it can be difficult to come forward. But you don't have to, you know, you can provide information, let them check it out. Maybe just talk to them on background. But again, if you email me, I will put you in touch with them. Or if you go to the legal insurrection uh, website, or in fact, uh, if you go to criticalrace.org, you can get more information that way as well. So let's see. Um, so now I want to do play, though. I, I know it, it depends on there is a um, 
something that's definitely, I think, kind of going to change the dynamic with the variant. And that is the fact that a young child uh, died. There haven't been a lot of children that have been dying from COVID. But the variant is difficult. You have a lot of people that are refusing to get the, um, the vaccine. And folks, it's, I know people don't want to hear it. Don't, you know, don't kill the messenger here. But I, I'm just telling you, it's, it's coming back. It is, it is absolutely, it's, it's coming back. And I, I don't, I know people are not going to want to hear about schools and masks. And, but this thing is, uh, is not going away any, anytime soon. It is not. And I just saw a story on, here it is, Georgia boy dies of COVID as cases surge, surge nationwide. So, I mean, listen, five-year-old Georgia boy, no underlying health conditions died of COVID last week. Wyatt Gibson lost his life after a short battle with the illness at a hospital across the border in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, father and infant sister had also contracted the virus. The grandmother told the newspaper they began to start to surge across the nation. Spikes are being fueled by more infectious Delta variant and a slowdown in vaccinations. Vaccinations have not been authorized for children under 12. Death among the age group still extremely rare. Folks, by the way, the variant is extremely contagious extremely contagious so just know that now again um would the child have contracted it if the parents and the grandparents had received the vaccine fair question fair question i don't know i don't think i i don't really have the answer for it but it's it's not your imagination that it is going to get bad again and by the way this is also going to be the end of governor mckee's honeymoon you know, up until now, the money has been flowing in. The money has been flowing in, and Governor McKee has enjoyed a honeymoon since he has been governor. And I'm sure there was a part of he might have been thinking, what's so hard about this? Right? Like, I don't know, why Why did Governor Raimondo run into such a, a tough situation with it? But he's about to find out. Um... He's enjoyed a nice honeymoon since he was sworn in as governor, but it's definitely going to, now it's going to come to an end. It's definitely coming to an end. I want to play some sound. They had a story this morning. You know, I don't know what this is. Air rage rising. Nearly 100 incidents of unruly passengers just in the past week. This is a story that was on Good Morning America. In the friendly skies. This cell phone video capturing a heated argument between two men turning violent as passengers were deboarding a Frontier Airlines flight in Miami. Get out! Get out! The number of disruptive passengers across the country skyrocketing. The Federal Aviation Administration announcing nearly 100 more incidents with unruly passengers in just the last week. This year alone, airlines reporting more than 3,000 incidents of bad behavior on board flights, more than 2,000 of those incidents involving passengers refusing to comply with federal mask mandates. And before takeoff, 
TSA officers at security lines also seeing an alarming uptick in assaults. The number of attacks up by 40% since May. 85 attacks happening this year, including reports of passengers pushing and even biting officers. With anything, uh, you know, when everybody's forced into one small area and short staffed, you know, it's going to cause chaos everywhere. And the FAA continues to enforce its zero-tolerance policy on unruly passengers, proposing fines as high as $52,000 per incident. Guys? You know, I don't, I don't understand this business of, so people are willing to fight because they're being told they have to wear a mask. I, I, that's where I break off. Now, Folks, right now at 1.38, I want to play the latest now. They're, they're saying the J&J vaccine may be less effective against this Delta variant. I want to hear. This was uh, this morning on Good Morning America. So the staff here at Conley Elementary School has been working around the clock to mitigate the chances of COVID spread as they are among the first in the nation to head back in the classroom today with no mask mandate in place. And this as COVID cases in the United States are the highest they've been in two months. Overnight, a new study raising questions about the efficacy of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, suggesting that the one-shot vaccine could be less effective against the highly contagious Delta variant. The authors concluding that 13 million Americans who received Johnson & Johnson might need a booster shot. But experts point out the findings contradict prior studies indicating the vaccine likely works well against Delta and say this study, which is not yet peer-reviewed, looked at blood samples from just 10 patients two and a half months post-vaccination. In a statement, Johnson & Johnson saying these results do not speak to the full nature of immune protection. The company also saying earlier peer-reviewed studies conducted over an eight-month period show the vaccine generated strong, persistent activity against the rapidly spreading Delta variant. For now, the FDA and CDC saying none of our currently authorized vaccines need to be boosted with an additional dose. The Delta variant now estimated to account for 83% of all new cases. Meanwhile, public health experts monitoring breakthrough cases among the vaccinated, including House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's aide and a White House staffer. Dr. Fauci saying vaccines can protect from hospitalization or death and breakthrough cases are to be expected. When you hear about a breakthrough infection, that doesn't necessarily mean the vaccine is failing. This as some kids are already heading back to the classroom today. Lawmakers in eight states, including Arizona, have enacted legislation banning school districts from implementing mask mandates. And while kids are less vulnerable, a sobering reminder from the CDC director, more than 400 children have died. Children are not supposed to die. And so 400 is, is a huge amount. Now, the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends universal masking in all schools. But, George, some parents here I spoke with say they really appreciate the freedom to make the best decision for their family. You know, this is going to be a nightmare all over again with this whole back. You know, uh, by the way, kids in Arizona, folks, good afternoon at 140. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website petro.com This portion of the program, I want to remind you, and I want to appeal right now to someone who, if you were in injured in an auto accident or maybe a motorcycle accident or slip and fall or workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, folks, you need a fighter. You are entitled to be compensated for your injuries. 
But unfortunately, you need a fighter that'll get it for you. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, you wouldn't be injured. But in a perfect scenario, I should say, if you were injured, the other party should step forward and say, listen, we're very sorry. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to compensate you, so forth. It doesn't happen. That's where Jack Calvino comes in. As I like to say, fight back, call Jack. 401-785-9400. Call for a free consultation. I'm going to give the phone number again right now. 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Jack Calvino, 50 years personal experience, personal injury law, 100 years total combined with his staff. If you were in an auto accident, injured, Motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury. Folks, I am implore you to call and take advantage of this free consultation. 401-785-9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. All right, I want to go to uh, Dr. Ja from Brown University. He was also on Good Morning America. The story of, um, you're hearing the phrase, the breakthrough cases on the variant. If they've been vaccinated. I want you to hear this. morning, Dr. Shah. Let's start with that new study on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. It doesn't really track with the other studies out there. What's your big takeaway? My big takeaway is that when I put all the data together, I think the J&J vaccine is holding up just fine. We're not seeing large numbers of breakthrough infections or hospitalizations in people who've gotten the J&J vaccine. I think we need more data. But for people who've gotten the vaccine, I would hold tight and not act or worry that this vaccine isn't going to work for you. And even though there are breakthrough cases, we still know that these vaccines prevent largely serious illness and death. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to see breakthrough infections when there are large outbreaks happening overall. When you have lots of people infected, the, un- uh, the unvaccinated, and large numbers of infect- uh, virus circulating in the community, we're going to see a few breakthroughs. But the good news is people are not getting hospitalized. People are not dying if they've been vaccinated. And that's the key. We're getting all this different guidance on masks in schools for kids. What's your advice to parents? My advice to parents is, first of all, if your kid is 12 or over, get them vaccinated because that's the best way to keep them safe uh, and to prevent transmission in schools. If your kid is under 12, uh, if you're in a hot spot, it's pretty reasonable to be wearing a mask indoors. Uh, if you're in a place with very few infections, uh, I don't think masks are as uh, necessary. Dr. Jean, thanks very much. Folks, again, this is, um, I, I, to me, this is just a tune-up for what's, what's going to be happening. And... Now, I, I, and I, I hear a number of different people who are questioning and saying, I don't get it. What's the point of getting the vaccine if then you can still get COVID? And I'll give credit. It was, it was, it was um, Pete Ducey on Fox and Friends that said, well, you know, the difference is you don't die. The, the people that are not getting vaccinated are dying. No one who's dying from COVID got the vaccine. No one who got, who's dying from COVID got the vaccine. It's all people who did not get the vaccine. Now, this is also interesting. The number of Republican voters who say a fresh face would be a stronger candidate than President Trump to defeat Biden in 2024 has now surged since April. 52% now saying a different GOP candidate stands a better chance against Biden. 
That's according to a new poll. So, and I know that the, the um, but let's, I, you know, someone was asking me about this yesterday, and I, I've said that this is it's it's all going to come down to the midterms. If President Trump can deliver big wins in the House and the Senate, if they take over the House and the Senate, um, and then he's still in the mix. But well, let's also wait and see with what happens. Um, you know, there's a lot of things floating that he could have some legal trouble and that type of thing. So I'm not convinced of that just yet. Um, but I, I think in 2023, we will, I, I know it's not going to be Mike Pence. Now, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene appeared on the Steve Bannon show. I want to hear this a little bit. In place and they would be more strict than President Trump's because those tariffs work. I would kick out every single Chinese in this country that is loyal to the CCP. And they would be you, gone. If you sign I do one, not if, care if, who if, they are. If you sign one of those documents that says that yes, you're, you've you're got to report. Back to China. I don't care how much money you have, how much land you own, how many businesses you own. How much money you've donated to colleges and universities? I don't care about who your kid is and how many how many students you've sent. So to Jack Ma, all these guys, all these people that if are they part are of the science, loyal to the, the CCP, CCP, they go back. They go back. In thirty seconds, you also got Wall Street. Would you cut off? Would you immediately make sure that you could not fund these? You could not raise money. You couldn't go to the capital markets. Couldn't lend money. We should not be funding CCP companies. We should not. We should not be. We should stop doing business with an enemy that is trying to kill us and did kill us this past year. You know, what's interesting about that is um, if you heard my interview with Michael Bender, he he in his new book, he writes that President Trump was going to bring Steve Bannon back for the campaign for the 2020 campaign and then decided not to. Uh, Let's see. Deion Sanders was being interviewed. And the reporter called him Dion. They're very upset about it. Um, Primetime, Neon Dion, used to be different names. But he is now second year head football coach Jackson State. And he he cut him off, the reporter. I want to hear this. He said, don't call me Dion. And said, would you call? Well, I want to hear. Would you call Nick, Co- uh, Nick Saban, Co- uh, Nick? I guess the reporter said, I do call him Nick. No, you don't. That's a lie. No, you call him Coach. All right, let me let me hear this a little bit. Yeah, I'm just wondering if you could. Oh, it's back up a little bit. You don't call Nick Saban Nick. Don't call me Dion. Okay. I call Nick Saban Nick. No, you don't. No, you don't. That's a lie. If you call Nick Nick, you know you'll get cussed out on the spot. So don't do that. Treat me like Nick. Okay. Dion. Just, uh, he got up and walked out. I don't blame him. What is the what's the problem with the reporter? Just call him, say, co- "Hey, coach." What is the problem with that? I I I don't blame him. Good. I'm glad I heard that. Let me hear a little more. Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about who elected her and the fact that she was a very short amount of time had a problem on Twitter. I would think that is something that we would all find to be so precious that we would all want to do everything we can to protect it. Because imagine if the shoe's on the other foot. What about when Republicans gain back control? Do you want Republicans silencing Democrats' speech? That would be wrong. You know, I actually agree with that. This business that somehow... 
they're going to, they decide what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Um, I, 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 I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Folks, again, good afternoon. I'm very happy for the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think, no, I've never been to Milwaukee. I've been to Wisconsin, but I've never been to uh, Milwaukee. Um, I want to, again, right now at 149, good afternoon, I want to point your attention to the website, depetro.com. Um, oh, no presser, but likely a release. Okay. So we're expecting a release from the Providence Police. I agree. Uh, let's see. Um, hold on. I'm just checking some other email. Um, yeah, that's right. He lives in New Bedford. He lives in the, yeah, he lives in New Bedford. <laughs> At least the guy who does the Channel 6 Sports lives in my condo building in North Smithfield. Thank you, Brian. Lives in New Bedford. You know what else I like? They did. Uh, I, I shouldn't. Because then they say, oh, you're just jealous. Listen, I've never been to the Bristol Fourth of July parade. Okay? And even then, I I, I don't think I've... I've never sat through the full um, Gatsby Day parade, which was down in my area. When when Fat Allen, I guess they led a march in the Bristol parade, he, he did an interview and was like almost crying and like, it's a lot more than a parade. Well, no. It's, um, no, it's a parade. <laughs> I like that. It's a lot more than a parade. Um, no. No. No, it's, um, it's just a parade. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's nice. I know there's some people that like it. Um, but I don't know. You know, Thanksgiving Day parade. Bunch of marching bands, floats, you know, so much more than a parade. No, it's a parade. <laughs> I don't know. I Maybe it's because of, um, it just also seems to be so much of it's the, the politicians marching in the parade. Again, it's not that I have anything against the parade. I've kind of been years ago. I went to the, when's the last time? I'd go to, um, I've been to a Memorial Day parade. I've been to a, I like like little neighborhood 4th of July parade. I went to a 4th of July parade one time in Warwick Neck. Um, I know in uh, they have the Ancients and Horrible, stuff like that. I mean, I'm not anti-parade. Uh, you know, the Columbus Day Parade, Irish Parade, that stuff is fine. But Newport, of course, St. Patrick's Day Parade's a big deal. But I'm not, it's never, it's, it's, it's never, um, it's nothing less than a parade, but, you know, let's just remember it's, it's also, it's never anything more than a parade. So, you know, so I just, when someone says very tearfully and emotionally, it's a lot more than a parade. Hmm. Not really. <laughs> right? I'm not trying to be mean, but... Like, you know, let's just say you have, um, you, when they honor someone and 
and let's just say it is in fact obviously you know like a veteran or or someone like that who then it's it's obviously very serious with what happened and maybe the fact that they can walk um you know it was a great parade i went to that was more than a parade was i went to the opening ceremony for the special olympics now that is a worthwhile parade. The athletes march in, feel down at URI, where they're going to compete. And now, granted, my when my um, daughter Kate was Miss Rhode Island Outstanding Teen, she was in a number of parades. And they're social. I'm not against them or anything remotely like that. Um, yeah, the Sale Street Parade. <laughs> Freddie. Uh, my, who's the, I, I went to, um, who's his name? Nixon or Dixon down in Work Neck. They have a nice little 4th of July parade. It's like neighborhood thing. I mean, that was fine. Actually, when Mayor Laffey became the mayor of Cranston, I suggested, I said you should do a lot of parades. Parades can actually be good for business. Brings people out. Uh, you know what's really fun, by the way, are nighttime parades. When my daughter was Miss Rhode Island Outstanding Teen, she marched in the Pride Parade in Providence. It was on a Saturday night. I think it started at like 8 o'clock. And the sidewalk is packed and it's a whole nighttime festive thing. In, um, in New York, they have the Greenwich Village Halloween Parade. A nighttime parade is very fun. And it's very festive and the, you know, people, the cafes are open and people are drinking on the sidewalks and there's lights. And I mean, that was actually fun to be part of. But, you know, the Bristol Parade crying, it's so much more than a parade. Not really. (laughs) Not really. Kind of like the people that, you know, my pets are like my children. Well, they're really not children. <laughs> With children, you have memories. Children can talk back to you. Pets are nice. Pets are terrific, as a matter of fact. They are. Nothing like the love of an animal. Dogs. Dogs are very special with us. Dogs have a special connection with people. Um, There's a very disturbing story, by the way, in the Boston Herald of a deviant, sick-minded individual that... Uh, violated a horse in a stable and they actually have it on film. Now that is, there's something twisted about an individual like that. But with children you have memories with. With people we have memories. A dog is a dog. A cat is a cat. They're nice. They're good companions. I love my little dog. Little Rummy. Young Rumsfeld. But They're never more than a dog. No, they're like my little children. Actually, they're not. (laughs) For whatever reason. For different reasons, I should say. Not for whatever reason. Well, they don't have a soul. For different reasons, they do. Um, But, anyhow. Folks, I want to remind you. Listen, it's not your imagination. It's humid out. You want your cooling system? Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. You're listing in Bellingham. Saying, Juan, my house is so hot and sticky. Listen, call for a free consultation. Ready? J-K-L. I know. 
but it's a Rhode Island phone number, and I live in Mass. They're licensed in, ready for it, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Harry. Call them, 401-351-7600. Jot that down, 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. If you are just thinking of Central Air, now is the time. They'll do it right. They'll do it right the first time. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Make your king your castle. Or maybe just possibly your cooling system's not working as effectively as it could. Call JKL 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600 for JKL Engineering. And it's very simple. Think of this concept. Wintertime, they keep you nice and warm. Summertime, they keep you nice and cool. Whether you're listing right now in Bellingham, Franklin, Cumberland, Smithfield, North Smithfield, Lincoln, wherever you're listing, Rhode Island and Mass, they can do the job. JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Folks, it's John DePietro. Now, coming up, by the way, now right now, we're coming up on 159. Um, I just want you to watch how the story that started on the website, petro.com how it's going to gain steam as we speak. The rest of the media are all exploring the story. Has to do with an arrest of three teens. Make sure they include police had no way to know how old they were. They didn't know that it was a BB gun. They didn't know that it was, they, they had three people in a car with rifles. R- rolling around, shooting at people, pointing at a people. And then when they stopped, one of the youths would knock it out of the vehicle, and things got a little physical during the arrest. That's what happened. So, but watch over the next 12 hours. When we can re- can re- reconvene tomorrow, everyone will have it. Read it first at tobetro.com. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, the John Dion program. Enjoy. WNRI, Winsocket.